You are listening to RudolfSteinerAudio.com. If you are listening to the podcast of this, it is located at RudolfSteiner.Podbean.com. Please consider becoming a patron. As well, there are two publishing houses, SteinerBooks.org in America and RudolfSteinerPress.com in England, who are the sole publishers of Steiner into English and have given me permission to do these recordings. Please consider patronizing them as well. This is a reading of Collected Works, Volume 158 by Rudolf Steiner, entitled Our Connection with the Elemental World, Kalevala, Olaf Astesen, The Russian People, The World as the Result of Balancing Influences. It's, I'm reading the last part. It's a question and answer session from Helsinki on the 7th of April, 1912. And this is translated by Simon Blacksland DeLange. Question. There are people in Finland who have begun to doubt about the future of Finland. There are others who are full of enthusiasm for a future Finnish culture. Do you think that the guardian angel of Finland still has something to do in the world? Rudolf Steiner. It is probably as well that, that where such questions are concerned, it is a general rule among occultists not to answer them at any great length. It is wholly understandable that for an objective, open-minded judgment of many answers that we may be accorded from occult research, a high degree of impartiality is necessary, which, if I may emphasize this, we do not always find in practical life. Hence it is necessary that I am unable, even in this place, to answer this question, which concerns the social life of our present time and the forces living within it, in any greater detail than any other practicing occultist. What I am able to say regarding this question can be indicated in a few words along the lines of what I said when I was speaking about folk spirits in Christiania. I said then that the folk spirits of certain territories of smaller nations have a far greater significance for the future of mankind than one would generally suppose in the wider world today. Populations, which have, in a certain sense, played less of a part in recent times in the, in quotes, great concert of European and world evolution, have for the time being been allotted the task of conserving certain significant aspects of human culture outside of the wider process of cultural development. Inasmuch as I have been able to concern myself with the cultural life of Finland, I can say that what I said in Christiania should be recognized as being true for Finland. I ask you not to regard this as something said to Finns by someone of German-speaking origin, who has the intention of saying something that is agreeable to them. It will never happen that I say something in order to please anyone or a group of people. It is simply that according to my conviction, that is, my research, it is true. If, in so far as this is possible for an occultist, as a non-Finn, one studies Finnish cultural development, one would have to say that, as regards its spiritual evolution, Finnish cultural life is among those cultures that will play a large part in the future cultural evolution of Europe. I say this quite objectively, irrespective of my nationality or the language that I speak. The most diverse folk spirits will have a contribution to make toward the future of the earth. But everything that we may recognize as what is most characteristic of Finnish cultural life has something about it 
which should not be absent in a future world culture, if this world culture develops in the ways that our occult knowledge would have us believe. The course of world evolution is such that as evolution advances, something that was already present in earlier cultural periods must at some later point be renewed or re-assimilated. For example, many things in our present fifth post-Atlantean cultural period have been derived from the Egyptian age. In the sixth cultural period, many things from the age of ancient Persia will re-emerge, and in the seventh from the ancient Indian culture. This ancient Indian culture, which lives on beneath the surface, will experience a mighty reawakening in the seventh post-Atlantean cultural period. What is the case on a large scale with respect to these repetitions also takes place amidst those populations that become the living guardians of certain spiritual forces in the course of evolution. Thus I am convinced that in the Finnish culture some secret forces are concealed which are sensed today by the present population of Finland in connection with the renewal of the ancient sagas of the old culture of Finland as I believe, and I say this quite explicitly, and that there is in all of this something of the greatest importance which is in many respects still hidden, but which will emerge in its full significance and more so than is the case at present, and will make an impact upon the future culture of mankind. I believe that there is some justification for repeating the assertion that Finnish culture will in future have something remarkably significant and light-filled about it. Again, I must emphasize that what I have said represents my own conviction, and is said, so I believe, out of my occult knowledge, and not in order to flatter anyone. I would just as easily have said something unpleasant if it had been the truth. Question The Kalevala shows us that it is justified to speak of a past spiritual culture of Finland. A culture presupposes a higher influence. Hence one can perhaps speak of ancient Finnish mysteries. Do you know anything about the nature of these mysteries? Would you say something about them? Rudolf Steiner It is easily possible to understand that someone who knows the Kalevala only through a translation will inevitably overlook certain details which are highly important for the effect of such an epic poem. But this epic poem, the national poem of Finland, appears to someone who considers it in an occult light as something of such significance and so clearly arising out of occult antecedents that there would be some justification for recognizing its occult background even if one cannot enter into the great beauties that can, of course, be discerned only in the language of the original poem. What is distinctive about the Kalevala is that its occult foundations are immediately obvious. For me, this was highly striking. I am saying this here, although it will be necessary to repeat some of these thoughts in my public lecture the day after tomorrow. When I first encountered the three heroes of the great Finnish national epic, who are so well known to you, Vainamoinen, Ilmarinen, and Lemminkainen. Forgive me if I sometimes make mistakes in the pronunciation. It is quite understandable if one doesn't manage to pronounce such a difficult language as Finnish perfectly. 
When one encounters these three heroes, as an occultist, one immediately ceases to speak of ordinary heroes, as the word is often used in other national epics. It was striking for me to discover three quite distinct things behind these three principal heroes. As you know in my book titled Theosophy, there is a description of the full extent of human soul life in its three main aspects, which is in accordance with what is given in the oldest European mysteries and is fully in harmony and agreement with the Rosicrucian mysteries of modern times. And I call them the sentient soul, the intellectual or mind soul, and consciousness soul. We should think of human evolution in such a way that these soul members developed one after the other. Firstly, the sentient soul developed in the three sheaths of the physical body, ether body, and astral body. Later, the intellectual or mind soul developed on its foundation, and the richest fruit of this evolution is the consciousness soul. We must imagine that behind everything that happens in the physical world, and therefore also behind man's participation in these forces, there are spiritual beings. Thus behind the physical world in which we human beings live, we must envisage the spiritual bestowers and bearers of the forces of our sentient soul, our intellectual or mind soul, and our consciousness soul. I cannot now enter into these details, but it became an absolute certainty to me that Bainamoinen can be recognized as the bearer, the giver, the bestower of man's sentient soul. So that everything that we refer to in European theosophy as the forces of the sentient soul must appear as a gift of the spiritual being who bears the name of Vainamoinen in the Kalevala. These things do not merely have an historical context, for in this historical dimension there is always a place for occult forces. That is not to say that behind these personalities there are not also historical heroes, but what lies within these heroes is something that we are obliged to recognize. The bestower of the consciousness soul is Lemminkainen. Because he is the bestower of the consciousness soul, Lemminkainen is in what might be called a Dionysian situation. For if one knows the mystery of the state of being dismembered amidst the world expanses, it is remarkable to find in the Kalevala the incident of the dismembering of Lemminkainen. Thus when we enter into these elements of the Kalevala, we find what we portray in theosophy with regard to soul development, which itself derives from the oldest mysteries of Europe and preeminently from the northern mysteries, but is also in accordance with the Rosicrucian and Grail mysteries, everywhere expressed in mighty pictures, which precisely because they have a prehuman or superhuman aspect expand into immense proportions. Thus, even this purely external circumstance makes us aware of what lies behind this poem, for in its mighty pictures it reflects ancient holy truths of the mysteries, which have their origin in the deepest mysteries of the European North. Although I cannot go into further detail here, it must be acknowledged that this is the ultimate source of what we find expressed in this poem. This is apparent, for example, from even a cursory study of the way that the creation of the world prior to the appearance of man is described in the first runes. 
This corresponds to everything that is contained in the European mysteries about the origin of the world, albeit expressed in majestic images. These are the embodiments of truths deriving from the mysteries, in the way that an earlier consciousness had received them. Additionally, it is also possible to verify from occult history, from the Akashic record, the direct connection between these Finnish imaginations. I am now being careful to speak of the imaginations underlying the Kalevala with the pictures that have been given in the old European mysteries about the marriage of heaven with the earth. Thus we encounter what we may recognize as an interaction between the upper and lower regions in the sense of the mysteries in the first rune. And that is the end of the question and answer section, section 13 of the book, and the end of the book, uh, Collected Works, volume 158, by Rudolf Steiner.